Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Beats. I am your host, Kelly Kennedy, and I am very fortunate to be able to share my tribe as I travel across the globe and meet incredible scientists and doctors and all sorts of practitioners and continue to expand that tribe to help engage and encourage and empower you to learn how your body really works. Because what we know from our heart to yours is that you have all the innate wisdom inside you to heal and that our job is natural naturally oriented therapists, medically enlightened doctors and specialists available here at Not Meds Global. The Beats podcast is about helping you understand that you have that power inside and what you need to do to help engage it, to constantly upregulate your ecosystem. Thank you so much for being part of our community. If this resonates with you, please go ahead and share this episode. We are always open to your comments and your questions as always. And welcome back to this week's episode of The Beats. So welcome back to the Beats with Kelly Kennedy, and I'm very excited to introduce everybody to Dr. Jane Levesque, who I have met over the last, I don't know, six or eight months, and uh, really gotten uh, just a great vibe, if you will, from Jane, from the very first time that we ever saw each other on camera. We are in a coaching group together, and she lives in Calgary, and she's an ND, and she helps a lot of people in many different ways with her overall health, but she primarily focuses currently with infertility. And she just had a lovely baby about what, like seven weeks ago or something? Two months ago now, yes. Eight eight weeks ago. So um, she's doing well. I don't think she slowed down very much because she is a woman on a mission. And we are so happy to have her on our podcast today. Thank you so much, Dr. Jane, for sharing your time with us today. That's extremely valuable as you have a little one at home, well, two little ones at home, but a newborn at home. Thank you, Kelly. I appreciate that uh, introduction and the vibe thing. I 100% agree. The moment I met you, I was like, I am so intrigued by this woman and I want to get to know her more and more. And I feel this connection with you from day one, when you started talking about lymph, I was like, I want to know more. Uh, This woman knows her stuff. So I'm really, really excited to be here. Uh, You know, the little one at home, I did actually slow down for six weeks. That's the limit. I said, I need to close everything off for six weeks which I did the best that I could. But like you said, I am on a mission. I am on a mission. And so you've been, you're in Canada, obviously, for those who don't know where, I think I mentioned Calgary, but she's in Calgary, so she's on the West Coast. So how did you start? Did you start as an ND? And where did your practice begin? How did you want to be a doctor your whole life? Like, what's your story? I don't actually know that. Yeah. So, um, I mean, my story began probably in college in those early 20s where I started to I was on birth control probably now for about four years and I started to develop IBS I gained about 25 pounds that freshman 15 which was actually freshman 25 for me and I was always very health conscious and oriented but now all of a sudden I couldn't get the weight off my mood was way off like I felt you know just I didn't feel like myself and when I went to my doctor there was zero answers for me. It was just like, no, birth control has nothing to do with it. Your IBS is, you know, quote unquote normal. If you want to take these pills, you can. But, you know, in my head, I was like, I'm only 20 years old and I like work out and I eat well. What is missing here? Like, why am I not the vibrant energy, you know, 
person that I feel like I'm doing the actions, but why is the outcome not, not there? And so, and there was nobody there to, to bridge that, that gap. And so I remember sitting in a class and it was like a communications class and there was a nurse who was uh, teaching how to basically, um, you know, talk to your patients, if you will. So I wanted to be a physio because I was really into, and she taught about how being a good communicator in the medical field would change how the outcome of the person's diagnosis. So if the doctor came in and said, oh, you had cancer and you have a month to live, that person literally would deteriorate and, you know, therefore die within one to two months. As opposed to if the doctor came in and was really compassionate and listened to you and said, hey, we're going to just try to figure this out and do the best that we can. We don't know what's possible. That person would actually go on to live much longer and much happier life, even though they may potentially have died, you know, very, fairly soon. And to me, that was like, wow, the way we communicate and listen to people has an impact on their health. And that's when the wheels started turning to me and say, I want to be a different kind of doctor. I don't want to be this person that just gives a prescription that doesn't listen. I want to change the industry. And, you know, that, that's when my wheels started to say, maybe I'm going to go to medical school. I'm going to do all these things. And, you know, I started to apply. Um, I didn't do really well in my first couple of years because I didn't really take, you know, I was like, I need a physio. I don't need to work that hard. <laughs> Um, and really on the search to trying to become a medical doctor, I stumbled on, you know, a nutritionist who was like, no, you don't want to do that. Trust me. Like you don't want to go into that field. Look into naturopathic medicine. And I remember the day it was like a seminar that, you know, I met this girl on and I opened the, the school that she recommended. And it was like clouds parted <laughs> and the sun came out and it was just like, <laughs> that's what I want to do. And so I pursued, you know, I, I went that way and started to work on my own health. I started to work with the naturopaths um, as I was going through school and I did a lot of counseling and the naturopath that changed my life was the one that didn't just give me the like anti-candida diet and here's all these things that, you know, you have low iron, so you need to take iron. It was the guy who sat there and listened to me, first of all. And he helped me understand my patterns and the patterns of my emotions. Hey, what's, it sounds like you're feeling lonely. Is that what, you know, oh, you're really searching for this. And that's the first time that it connected me to this whole emotional mental world and how much it was impacting me. Cause I didn't recognize how much, what I was attracting was actually, you know, my personal like my personality and my character and I didn't know what I was putting out there and I was just getting frustrated with what was coming at me and you know for me it was like I couldn't find a relationship I felt really lonely and frustrated and I thought that it was because you know all the men are the worst and <laughs> all this other stuff but I knew what I wanted and he really opened that world up for me and used herbs and supplements to connect that my physical body to my mental and emotional world. And I truly healed, you know, it's like I used to have IBS and I used to have pretty severe IBS. And now it's like, I don't even think about it. So when I, you know, I have this community of people who I started to follow who have IBS, it's like, they still identify with it. And I find that that's, you know, a really big problem is we just like identify with the disease and we become our disease. And it's like, no, it's just 
like, what is that coming up for you? What is the body trying to tell you? What direction in life do you need to go? What emotions are you, you know, suppressing or uh, you have a desire to feel, but you're not feeling? What experiences are you trying to create for yourself? So that was a really turning point for me. And, you know, that's, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm here uh, as a naturopath. And that's what I do with my patients is, wow, I never thought about it like that. I never thought that, you know, me being frustrated at my husband all the time had anything to do with anything. It's like, yeah, well, it's emotion you feel every day. Why do you feel it? You know, and not feeling recognized, not being acknowledged. It's, you know, you're not taking care of yourself and you're projecting that out onto other people, but that manifests in your body as physical symptoms. And, you know, the fertility world, the reason I stepped into that is because, you know, I have a personal story. My sister struggled with infertility and there was absolutely zero hope for them. And that was a little bit more on the physical component, meaning like she was just, you know, they're both older. They both worked really high stress jobs. They were run down. They didn't, and they had nowhere to go. It's like, oh, you can't get pregnant. Okay, we'll wait another year. And then we can, you know, offer you some a medical procedure, basically, right? IVF or, or something similar. And that's a 20% chance that you might get pregnant, but you know, you're getting older, so probably can't get pregnant. <laughs> so I was, you know, it was, it was hard to see her go through that journey, but of course I'm, I'm grateful to be able to help her and understand even as much as it's not great to treat family. <laughs> I'm not sure how you feel about that, but it was so great to be able to create them. And now, you know, they have this beautiful, little boy my uh nephew that i you know i adore and it's like they wouldn't have that wouldn't have happened and then i had a miscarriage myself and that was a an eye-opening experience and for me that was an emotional piece because i took care of my physical body really well but i didn't you know it wasn't the right time and i knew that but it was like well no it has to happen now i don't have time to do it any other time and, you know, that was a really big lesson of like, wow, okay, just because I have the physical stuff taken care of, I, if I don't have room in here, and if I'm not, you know, ready to bring a life into this world with intention, then it, it, it might not happen. And, you know, it, it does, it, I think it does happen for some people, but I know, I know what I needed to learn from that experience. And so, you know, that's my message now is to really help couples understand themselves create health for themselves and what is it that they want to what experience do they want to create in their family because you know we have enough people in the world who have zero intention zero understanding of why they're here it's like hey let's i you know i believe that it starts from from the beginning if your parents are aligned and healthy and all this it's like think about the child that you can create versus just oh it's time it's time to to pencil this in you know and we kind of go through life like that I went on a tangent there (laughs) oh that was beautiful I appreciate you telling that story and it was I think there are a couple of things jumped out at me one was that you talked about a couple having a child right I think so many times when there's infertility issues it's like the woman seeks all the reasons that she's not getting pregnant or she sends the man to go check his sperm count. And that's the extent of this physical looking at versus the whole picture. Right. And so I, 
I think that's absolutely beautiful. And your story is beautiful. How I got chills when you were talking about that gentleman that listened. Yes. And listened for patterns, you know, whether those are physical or emotional, you know, and, and then the last thing was, and it's the hardest pill for us all to swallow when we get in this world is so me being frustrated with my husband, isn't about my husband. It's about me. Huh? I don't want to take that responsibility. Eh, eh, eh. And you know, it's, nobody can make us feel like we hear this as a child. Nobody can make you feel that way. You can only make yourself feel that way. The truth is so much deeper than yes. that. and yeah. really uncovering that. And it, I, I know now why your vibe was so clear when I, you know, because you are, you embody that you're such a good listener. And I've actually thought of you more like a counselor actually than a, yes. I know that you're an ND, but the role that you often take on our calls is more of a counselor of like, so what I hear you saying is this. And so re repeating that and, and it's yes. just key. I find, um, there's so many reasons people struggle with pregnancy. There's so many reasons they struggle with our health, whether, you know, perfect example. And, you know, she doesn't like to work out a little bit. What's the other business that you run, Dr. Jane? <laughs> yeah, we, my husband and I own a CrossFit gym. That's actually how we met. And, you know, he was a head coach at a, when I was looking for a gym and I was, you know, I competed in CrossFit. Uh, but that was very much, I knew that it wasn't healthy, if you will, like when you get into the alternative medicine world and realize that like, oh, beating up your body five days a week <laughs> is not good for you <laughs> versus if you're in the health and fitness industry, it's like, yeah, you need to work out five days a week. And you kind of get compared to the male, what the male needs versus the female is very different. And I, I you know, I did quite a bit of research and education around like, uh, women are not small men. There's a great book by Dr. Stacy Sims, who basically sends out that message. She's done a lot of research on how to optimize the training for females. So, you know, I dove into that quite a bit. And, but, you know, now we're like the, the chill CrossFit gym, if you will, people are like, oh, CrossFit is so intense. We're like, no, there's people out there who run CrossFit gyms that are not so intense that you just come in, you work out, you have a community of people that are like-minded. They're all trying to just, you know, better themselves. And if you put yourself into that community and you see them on three, on weekly basis, right? Three or four times a week, you're going to get better. Just like, you know, we have part of the mentorship group. If you're checking in with like-minded people on a regular basis, you're going to get better. You don't have time to sit there and feel sorry for yourself because people just, you know, they pull you out. Um, and the counselor comment, I love that you said that because I do like, that is something that made a big difference for me. I always say like when, you know, people compliment me on my relationship with my husband, I worked really hard to get that relationship and people don't, I don't know if people really understand that, but I had a really hard time attracting the right person. And I knew who I wanted to attract into my life. He's not the person I expected to attract, of course. But like I sat in a counselor's chair for a year trying to figure out my patterns and trying to figure out what is it that I need to work on to attract the right person. And then who do I need to become to be, to continue to keep this person in my life? You know, and that's kind of the, the we have our struggles and our shares, but when I look at the end of the day, it's like, oh no, this is my person. You know, like this is, I love being married. I love getting to know somebody 
on that like deep emotional level. And every day I was like, I had no idea you do this. And we've been married now for seven years. Um, you just get to learn them, right? And life happens and all this. And that's why actually I think it starts the whole bringing children into this world with intention and having, it's like, do you truly love your partner? Like, do you truly want to be with this person and you trust them and you love them? Because I tell you, I have a ton of friends who complain about their husbands all the time. And it's like, you guys have to figure this out. <laughs> you have to figure this out because if this is the right person for you, that's amazing. Be with them because you're going to grow and you're going to flourish. But if it's the wrong person for you, you're going to have disease. Like I have um, a close friend who had cancer because of the man that she was married to. Because he was so, you know, like negative and sucked the energy out of her and all of this. And it's like, wow, right? Like that's that emotional and mental component that we just don't even think about. Um, again, I'll and, find and a lot of people think, and correct me if I'm wrong, Dr. J, but I find that outside of my healthcare world, but in, in regards to like general GQ public, oh, we're going to have a baby to fix our marriage. It is like, I know many on this community know my husband and I, um, and, you know, we work together, we live together, we've been together for 22 years or something, 21 years, but we've been married for, uh, uh, got married 11 for 10 years. We've been married for 10 years and we have an eight-year-old and we were very committed for 12 years together to never have kids and never be married but we had all these businesses and we had all this stuff and yeah. I changed my mind. And then we decided to, yeah, okay. An agreement. And that first year after we got pregnant and had a child, I never wanted to kill my husband more. I never wanted to divorce him more. I never wanted to get away from him more than I did that first year when I realized how different of parenting we were, which I had never really considered because I never thought about it until we had a child in front of us. And I was like, Oh, whoa, this is like, this is going to bring up all the stuff that I've been ignoring in how we run the business and how we work with clients. Again, very different, but I never gave consciousness to cleaning that stuff up before we had a kid. Yeah. And that's really what my mission is. You know, like I have a program that's called maximize your fertility. And through that program, the first step is just awareness. Like the first month, I just teach you to become aware of who you are. And like your physical things, sure, like track your bowel movements, your nutrition, your menstrual cycle, how you feel, but also like, what are your emotions? Because every time I'm like, hey, what is one of the questions that I ask during my initial intake is like, what are some of the emotions that you feel throughout the day? Like how, if you had three words to describe your mood, what would you say? People are like, fine, I'm fine. I'm like, well, fine isn't an emotion. Oh, thank you <laughs> so much. For that. that word drives me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> fine means freaked out, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. You're just fine. Yeah. We're like, well, you know, it's okay. And it's like, oh, is that what you want? You just kind of want okay? Or are you here because you want to see if there's something different, right? Because in every patient, I see myself, that 20-year-old who was like, felt hopeless and helpless and was going to look for something else. But she also was driven to find an answer. And I want my patients to find that fire because I know it's in there to say, hey, 
what is going on? Like, I am not okay. I am really sad. I am lonely. I am anxious. And admit those things to yourself because that's your motivation to change. If you don't admit the pain that you're feeling on a regular basis, whether it's physical, mental, or emotional, you will never want to change, right? If you don't admit the fact that you and your husband are fighting in each other's throats and it's really bad, you'll never go and get counseling. You'll never do anything about it. So you have to sink into that pain. And, you know, and, and with, the, with the, the program, as I was saying, you know, so that first month is like, I'm just teaching you about you, like, hey, figure out who you are. And then I take you through a detox and I do like a 10 week detox because we're toxic. We live in a toxic world and people don't realize this. Again, I talked about this on my webinar um, that I had yesterday where it's, hey, if you're eating well and exercising, unless you're actively avoiding toxins, meaning you're not consuming things out of plastic, you're filtering your water, you're filtering your air, you're getting fresh air outside, or you're probably really, really toxic, right? Like the heavy metals and the chemicals and the way that we grow our food now is very, very different. And you need to become conscious of that. And then I go into, hey, now let's look into what it actually takes to make a baby. Make sure there's the timing is right, but also make sure that there is the intention of bringing a life into this world and how you want that life to be. Because we envision these like, oh, perfect little family picnics and hikes and all of this. But I can't tell you how many of my older patients are like, can't we just go on vacation and not fight? <laughs> it's like, I don't know, can you? <laughs> if you're stressed, exhausted, and tired, and you don't know how to manage your own emotions, how are you supposed to do that for your child? And your child is a monster for the first five years, <laughs> right? Like my little girl, the four-year-old, like she is, she's going to be a leader, but <laughs> I need to manage that energy now, you know? <laughs> and I say that because it's, it's like, she's feisty. She's got a fire and it's awesome. But when she's four years old, it's like, I just need you to put your shoes on, please. <laughs> now, today. <laughs> um, and you can't, you can't prepare yourself for that. I mean, you can, you should, but you don't know that, right? You don't know what you don't know. And I love your transparency and what you said about wanting to divorce your husband, because I, I did it. You know, there's a bunch of memes that are like, oh, you hating your husband is your breastfeeding in the middle of the night. And it's like, we built such a team and we talked about how we wanted to parent before we became parents. And we're so transparent in that communication that it was like, okay, what do you want to do now? Okay, this is a really tough situation. Cool, let's do this. This makes sense. You know, when we're both coaches, like he's a coach, he's a fantastic coach. That's why I fell, you know, in love with him. I was intrigued by how he spoke about movement and CrossFit and all of this. So, and I'm this counselor, <laughs> we're constantly just trying to maneuver things. And, you know, that's why maybe we have this feisty four-year-old who uh, challenges us all the time <laughs> uh, to be better parents, you know, essentially, but you and better to- versions of our better versions of ourselves. I think Silas, which his name stands for summoned in love and spirit. I thought you might enjoy that. Um, it was very purposeful to have him. We didn't probably have enough conversations about, you know, how to parent. And, and I have no complaints about my husband as a parent. He's an amazing parent. I just never in my life would expect him to like, we were both exhausted the first two years because he got up for every feeding with me. He didn't want me to be alone. I was like, Oh my God, that's 
so sweet, but we're both going insane because we have not slept in two years and yeah. what the hell are we going to do now? But I, obviously we're on the other side of that now that he's eight and we've come up with all sorts of ways and he's a great communicator as well. So we're on a way different side of that. And I do know this, that all the issues that we had were always there, but we never had to deal with them because we had very different roles in the business and they yeah. never had to come. We never had to come to terms with those differences until we started creating a family together and was like, oh, now we really need to approach these things and help each other overcome them because I, <laughs> we have a leader at home as well. And I just resonate with that so much. It cracks me up. I, I think he could be the leader of the world. So he is so challenging to both of us at every step because he's so conscious about everything because we're both conscious about yes. things. So it makes him super conscious about things. And it, it's wonderful. And you could not, as much as you can be prepared, you can't be prepared, but you better be prepared to how to handle that inability to have preparation for all the things that are going to show up around your kid. Yeah. And that's beautiful. And thank you for saying that. It's not that you're ever going to be ready for anything because anything can happen at any time, but you have the tools to be able to handle situations, right? You can, when your kid is freaking out, you can take a moment and say, okay, what is happening here? What do I need to do for myself so I can center myself? And I lose, I lose it on my daughter all the time. Like yesterday, she's getting into the car. Like I just lost it and I hate doing that. But then I come in and I, okay, what can I do? And usually if it's, you know, she's at home and she like had to go to her room, whatever. And I come back and say, hey, listen, this is really hard for me. I'm trying to figure out how to communicate. And I don't know how much of it is registering it. But the important point is that I'm coming in and I'm trying to explain to her because I know that it will register. And like you said, we make conscious babies because we're so conscious and aware, right? Like people are like, oh, babies usually sleep and do all these, like they don't even open their eyes for the first three months. I'm like, my kid's been staring at me since week one. <laughs> she knows exactly where I am. She's following with, you know, it's like she was almost nine pounds when she came out. <laughs> She got these six sides, big, you know, it, it's like she knows where she is and what she's doing. And so there is the gift and the curse in there, right? I'm like, okay, now I have to raise this conscious Buddha, if you will, and try not to mess her up. But um, at the same time, you see the glow in their eyes and you see, right, the, just the glow in general that they, versus the, hey, if I see a kid that's depleted at the age of like two or three and they have low iron, it's that started a really long time ago. And that's where, you know, my whole passion for prevention is it's like, guess, guess what? It actually starts six to 12 months before you even get pregnant, which is not a concept we ever thought about, right? Yeah, it's so true. And, and I know we've dove deep into parenting versus fertility for a second. So let's take it back. What's interesting to me is we have yet to talk about your progesterone levels, your estrogen levels, you know, and what you're really coming across to explain to people is create an environment, which, you know, I'm all about the milieu and the environment, yep. create the environment so that the baby wants to come into it right? Yes. 
And, and you're doing that with their personality as much as you are with the toxicity. So if you can explain a little bit, like if somebody walks into your door and it's like, Hey, or not into your door, into your virtual door and says, <laughs> Hey, um, you know, I have been given premature menopause diagnosis and I haven't had a cycle in six years and, um, my, all my hormones are all over the place. I have no cortisol or too much cortisol in the morning or whatever the case may be hormonally that they're looking at. Do you still approach it in the same way? Yeah. So, I mean, a big piece of what I do is educate my patients and health is not just physical, right? You have to have that physical, mental, and emotional component. And this is where I, why I spent so much time doing the counseling portion as well, because I find that most doctors or naturopaths or alternative, they'll do really well in the physical component. Like they'll do the testing and the, and I think it's important to understand what the hormone levels and toxicities, because it guides the treatment a lot, but you have to understand the person. You have to understand their being, who are they, what triggers them, what makes them happy, what, and that's that mental and emotional component. And the other piece that I really talk about, it's all about stress. So whether it's physical, mental, or emotional stress. So physical stress, a lot of us don't realize that, hey, when you're breathing in air that's not clean, that's really stressful on the body. If you don't drink enough water, that's really stressful on the body. And then you get into, hey, there's the pandemic, and now you can't talk or see your friends for this long, and now you feel lonely and isolated. That's really stressful. You feeling you know, triggered by your partner all the time. That's really stressful. That's a really stressful environment to be in. And so it's like you're just filling that bucket over and over and over again. And then it starts to spill out. And all of a sudden, most people come to us, right? Usually when they're like, I was doing just fine. And then all of a sudden, this thing happened. And they think it's this one moment in time that led them to, you know, having all of these physical symptoms, if you will, where really that buildup started many, 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 many years ago, if not, you know, like childhood, but there, there's been a buildup. It's like fertility is the your fertility potential is basically the, your overall health, right? How healthy are you? And health doesn't just like happen in one day and it doesn't go away in one day. So if you haven't worked towards that, then, you know, you're, you're going to struggle. And this is, I do use, I, I, one of my mottos is like test, don't guess. Uh, I've done the, the, the guessing portion, if you will, like, oh, it sounds like this, or it sounds like this. So I go heavy into tests. I figure out what's going on in their gut. What are their hormones doing? What's the, but the education piece, it's like, okay, I know how to fix this with the supplements and this protocol and the food and the diet. But if this doesn't change, you are never like, there's not, there's no amount of supplements that I can give you in the world <laughs> that will help you shift your mindset. And so I'd like to use supplements in that way where it helps you shift and get out of, so for example, if someone has a lot of candida or bacterial overgrowth of any kind or viruses, and we're doing like a killing protocol, I always try to tie it in and say, hey, you're not just killing bugs. Like you need to shed some of these behaviors and the past emotions and past just anything that's no longer serving you. And whether that's relationships, your job, your, you know, your mindset, whatever it is, let your body do the work because as the physical, sometimes we need a little push, right? We need that push to start um, shedding the, the, the things that are no longer serving us, if you will. And the supplements can help you do that if you have the intention, right? Or 
if we're doing a detox and I'm telling you like, okay, I, you need to sauna once a week for this long, or you need to do the flow press. So to move the lymph, it's like visualize that movement and allow those things to release and come into the new person that you are, you know, like it's a onion shedding, <laughs> shedding layers. And we're constantly just shedding those layers. So my approach to that short, long, long answer, <laughs> long oh, answer short is like, well, I need to understand the physical symptoms because that's going to guide the like, Hey, okay, you need this supplement or this nutrient, but really it's like, well, what brought you to that point? You know, and what trauma or what, what happened to you that brought your system to such a stress that your period stopped at 32 because it's right. stress, right? Like it's, it's literal stress. So how do we, how do we get that out? How do we change perspective? How do we, you know, and support you and give you some TLC so your body feels safe again, because you cannot reproduce when you're in fight or flight. And when people say they're fine, no, I'm totally fine. It's you're denying yourself the fact that you are actually not fine and you are stressed and that you need help. And the, you know, my, one of the personal development coaches that I've been listening to a lot talks about assertive vulnerability. And it's like, we need to learn how to say no. And we need to learn how to ask for help before it's too late. <laughs> so learning how to say no is putting up those boundaries. And that's being vulnerable. It's being vulnerable and say, hey, listen, I can't take that on. It's too much. Asking for help is the same thing. I had a really hard time being an athlete. It's like, I don't need a man. I'm a strong, independent woman. But inside it was like, no, I want to feel connected to someone, <laughs> you know? And it's like, it took years of my counselor and naturopath beating that out of me and to like, to feel that vulnerability. And I love the assertive part, like be assertive in that. You, you need the help. Admit that to yourself because when the student is ready, the teacher will come. And it's a true point of courage to be vulnerable, I would say. As yes. Well. But I, everything you're saying reminds me of like somebody walking into a CrossFit gym and saying, I would like to do a CrossFit competition next week. So I'm going to start training today. And by next week, I'll be ready. Right. Like that to me is the same as somebody that has not paid attention to their health their, uh, and healthy boundaries in their relationships and, and as well as their physical health. And then comes in and goes, yeah, I want to get pregnant. Well, what are you doing? Well, I'm going to wait till I'm pregnant. Then I'm going to read the books that tell me how to clean up my environment. And I. And do it frantically, right? Like people come to yeah. me and they're like, oh my God, I'm pregnant. What do I do now? What supplements do I take? And right. I Versus honestly like, saving, like you got to prepare to yeah. get the body into that. And that's yeah. when, when somebody comes to us for infertility, we're like, well, give us six months to a year before you start to try to get pregnant. And they're like, what? But what if I get my period next week? But I'm ready now. <laughs> right. Well, your body's not right. And so yeah. you got to give it time to prep, prepare so that when all these things happen that, like you said, you cannot really predict, you can prepare your ability to deal with the unpredictable, but yeah. there's so many unpredictable things in the child's personality and their health desire, their health needs and so on and so forth, that you've got to be really flexible and really clear with your boundaries. And and be open to like, I love that you go to your child. I do this all the time with Silas. Like, 
hey, I, I probably could have handled that better. Sorry, I wasn't the best version of me right then. And, you know, I'll put my phone down a little bit more today because I realized I was still at work, even though I was at home because I was on my phone and computer. And that's probably why I snapped at you. And so let's work this out and be better. It, last night, we were sitting at the dinner table and I said something to Silas about, I don't know what we were talking about. We were talking about how hot I can get, how quick tempered I can get. Oh, yeah. And I said, oh, but I'm better at that now. Right. And he goes, well, <laughs> sort of, yeah, sure. Mom, you're better at, it. you know, and he was just being sarcastic, but I said, but Silas, like you have to admit when you were two or three, maybe you don't remember it, but at two or three, I was losing my crap daily. <laughs> now we're like, maybe once every two months, I might lose my crap. I think that's huge improvement, but it's been because what he's challenged me and what I, I and my husband have been able to work through because it was all about me and my inabilities to deal with anything outside of my realm which was my personality stuff. And now I became a total flexitarian in the last five years. Like I had to eat only proper food. Otherwise I wouldn't eat. And yeah. I'm not saying to throw it all out with the, you know, not at all, but I'm also like, I eat leftovers now. I never ate leftovers before I'll eat cold food. I never ate cold food before, you know, like all these things that give us the ability to be flexible which is yes. really what you're talking about. It sounds like to me that flow. Well, that's exactly, I think the rigidity, right. And cause sometimes we have, you know, patients that come to us who are like, when I've been told this and I've been told this and I've been on the anti candida diet for forever. And it's like, how is that for you? <laughs> are you enjoying life? Like yeah. that's part of health is just enjoying life for all that it has to offer the good and the bad and the ugly you know and so you want to create a system that's able to have some of that resiliency and flexibility and if it doesn't to me that's a sign of you know disease and illness or imbalance because i can go out and eat pizza and you know have a drink and be okay i can't do that five days in a row nor do i want to Right. And that's the, I, I love making my juices and I love making all my little things that I do for my health because it makes me feel good. But I also love going out and, you know, with my family and just enjoying life and just being okay with that and not worrying that, oh, I'm going to have a reaction. And uh, that's, that's a completely kind of other side. There's, you know, people who are unaware of anything that's like the gluten and the dairy and the allergen and what, how many vegetables they eat or where their food is coming from versus like, you're so hyper aware. And really it's just somewhere, somewhere in the middle. Right. Yeah. And so when, um, I lost my train of thought, cause I wanted to talk about, I do, you know what I wanted to say, uh, the what you said about the preparation of why I actually stepped into the fertility space even more because my first daughter came really fast and I didn't prepare but I assumed that I was healthy because I'm like well I've been a naturopath I always seek supplements but I literally like did nothing I started taking um a prenatal the day that I was like okay I think I'm pregnant and that pregnancy was really really rough I was so nauseous and you know it was rough for me my body was, cause I'm so aware of my body and an athlete and all this. And it's like, I couldn't work out for almost 20 weeks, which is a really long time for me. I was very sick. I actually got like a food poisoning case where I was throwing up every hour on the hour for 24 hours, you know, and I was worried. I had cold sores every month. I was like, what? 
is going on. Like there's no way that this is what pregnancy is like. Because of course you see all these women post pictures of them, you know, pregnant and beautiful and just happy and that. And nobody talks about the crap of the pregnancy in the first trimester where it's so you're going for all these tests and you're not sure if, you know, if the baby is healthy and if you're going to lose the baby. And so I was like, you know what, the next kid, I'm going to take my time to recover. So we waited for, you know, two, three years. And then I was like, I'm going to prepare. I'm going to take six months to prepare. I did a detox. I, you know, I, I, I walk the talk, if you will. I did all the supplements. I prepared my physical body. And of course, I, I started to share. As soon as I got pregnant, I started to share my experience on Instagram because I wanted to show people what it is in that first trimester and how tough it could be, but also all the work that I put in. Little did I know I was going to have a miscarriage. So that threw me into a whole other level of kind of awareness and pain that, hey, a lot of women are going through this and it is very common and nobody's talking about this. So I shared what I did for recovery. You know, I took three months and I did a lot of meditation. I did a lot of grief. I, I had to, you know, release a lot of sadness and it wasn't just about the miscarriage, but about actually not appreciating that first pregnancy. I was almost mad that I was pregnant the first time. Like my body is not my body. And what is this baby doing to me? You know? And I believe that has created a different relationship with my daughter because of that. And that's, you know, that's something that I'm working on uh, to heal because what I did this time was very, very different. And I can already tell that this connection with this baby is very, very different because of the work that I did. And again, I shared the experience knowing that it was a possibility to have a miscarriage, but this time I was more prepared. You know, this time I knew, and that's, I have friends who are now jumping into pregnancy for the first time. And they're like, it is so awful. <laughs> like, I'm so nauseous. I'm so tired. And like one of my friends was on a sick leave for three months. And I'm like, you should have prepared. <laughs> right. I can't, I can't say that, but uh, I mean, I'm saying it now, I guess, but it's like, if you prepare, I know that you're going to be better off. And my pregnancy was very different. Yeah, I got nauseous. I was sick, but I've handled it way better. And I knew exactly what was happening and I felt, and, you know, it was a very different level of awareness. Um, and again, that different level of consciousness, right? So I'm, my kids are my greatest experiment. I'm like, I wonder how they're going to, you know, now I have these two and I did this with this one and this with this one. And let's see how they, you know, how they turn out everything from the name, you know, we picked like a strong name for our first one. And the second one, we were like, okay, she's a little too strong. willed can we pick a nicer name? <laughs> I just want a nice baby. <laughs> That's funny. So far so good, but you know, she's only two months. <laughs> and it really reminds me that we say this a lot, like what, whatever you walk in with your symptom, it's going to, happen that that goes away or you get pregnant as a side effect of getting healthy, that we're not going to work so hard for pregnancy and the rigidity. I, I think about so many women out there like, well, I'm ovulating. So today's the day we need to have sex because I've been charting it. And while that's important to look at that, it's also important to let it go. Right. Because yes. that's really rigid and not well, very flow state. And how about we just have question sex is, we love like our partner <laughs> yeah the question that I always ask I'm like do you actually want to have sex today 
You know, like, do you have the libido? Because that's the sign that you're ready to reproduce. And I can't tell you how many women are like, no, I never want to have sex. Oh, so I don't care if you're ovulating. Because <laughs> you like, that's the reproduction. If you never want to have that intimate connection because you're too tired, you're too depleted, you're too, too whatever, or you don't feel connected to your partner, or you don't enjoy sex or whatever it is, it's like, oh, that's a bigger problem. That's what we need to fix. Because that's what I did with my second is like, I threw away the calendar. And I was like, I'm not looking at anything. Because I can tell when my period is coming, I know when I'm ovulating, I don't need to look at those things. And, you know, I never went down the route of getting the ovulation strips, but I can't tell you how many of my patients buy them in bulk. And they're like, oh, but this time it said this, and this time it said that. Some of that data is good, but you could also tell, you know, I wear the aura ring and it's like, it tells my temperature and it's like, oh, hey, I, I ovulated, <laughs> you know, like I have, uh, you, you know, you start to learn and become aware of that gauge. But like you said, that the first step is actually just, hey, are you, do you want to have sex today or tomorrow or whenever, or are you just generally too exhausted, you know, or too whatever, too busy? I had a couple who were having sex at the wrong time because they were just following the app. And I was like, but when do you have the symptoms? And she's like, well, a couple of days before. I was like, well, that's probably when you're ovulating. And I, like, I swear to you, the next month they got pregnant. <laughs> I was like, so you literally were trying for a year <laughs> and all you were doing is having sex at the wrong time. Okay. <laughs> like, this is not okay, right? Like, this is, we need to we need to learn about our bodies. And I mean, the problem is we don't teach, nobody teaches it at school. Nobody, unless you're in, interested in it, right? You're not going to seek it out. And I think that's a basic human need. It's like, hey, you need to understand that you got to poop once a day, <laughs> at um, least. And you got to be in touch with your body, as you said, to know what your own rhythms are so that you can add somebody to your dance, you know, and I, I think what point you're bringing up, and I know that we're going to tie this up here in a few minutes and we want to get everybody access to your, you know, all your different great things you have going on, like maximize your fertility program. And I think it's really important for people to understand what you brought up today, that you want to have a baby. That's awesome. But you're having the baby. It's not like just this physical thing that happens for nine months, and then it comes out and it's all good. And everything happens is glorious. And you're the Rockefeller Rockwell, Norman Rockwell, and you've got the picture and it's at the yes. fence with the cats and all that. It's one of my greatest teachers in the last couple of years has said, our only problem is our level of consciousness. And we really implore people to be more conscious as you go through this process of I want to have a child and realize that you're the carrier, you're the, the, you've got to do the work with your partner. That's the biggest work to do so that you can have a side effect of a beautiful, healthy human. And if you could, I mean, I'm going to ask you one more question, but I want to just give everybody a scope of what your mission really is. Cause we talked in the beginning about Dr. Jane is on a mission. What is that mission that you have in your eyesight for people to understand about fertility and all the work that you do? Yeah. You know, my mission is there's, I want to say a couple different pieces, but my mission is to build a healthy generation of kids. And in order to build a healthy generation of kids, we need to have healthy parents because 
if you're not healthy, you, if you don't understand how your body works, you won't be able to help these tiny little humans who are trying to figure their way around the world to do the same thing. And the, you know, kind of the bigger, the other piece of that is like, I want to help you build the family that you dream of. I think one of the things that we as humans are really trying to do is deepen our experience, right? We want to be present more. We want to feel things more. We try not to feel the negative things, but the truth is the more you feel all the negative stuff better and you recognize that that is just an emotion and it's meant to go through you, not stay with you, then you allow, you open yourself up to all these positive experiences. And, you know, to the patient that I said, it's like, can't we just go to a vacation and like not fight? Because really you envision this like beach vacation and it's perfect and you're just happy and, you know, having a good time. And the way that you do that is by deepening your own experiences. The more you deepen the experience of being a human, which is feeling emotions as part of those experiences, feeling the negative and the positive, right? Like one of the ways that we can connect with this world and make us feel alive is feeling love, feeling love and connected. And so in order to be able to do that, you have to, you have to let yourself sit in some of the bad stuff that you're feeling, the sadness and the grief, because that's going to be your motivation to change, right? That's going to be your motivation to pull through. So the, you know, the mission is we need to have a, we need to raise a, a healthy generation of kids. I cannot see any more sick children. It makes me very, very sad because when a three-month-old or four-year-old that's coming in with crazy severe ADHD and can't, it's not the four-year-old. You know, if he has crazy heavy metals, it's not because he ate whatever and has been exposed. It's like that started a long time ago. And you measure the mother's and the father's level and like, hey, you guys have a lot of heavy metals, you know, and it's really hard to reverse it when you've already like when it's in your genes, if you will, you know, it versus, hey, just get yourself really healthy so then you can create an awesome life that the awesome life that you are looking for and that you are dreaming about, but you just don't really know how to do it. And life is hard. You got to get mentorship. Like I, I know you said you have mentorship. It's like, I'm always looking for coaches and found, you you know, Isaac with HEA. And I have a personal development coach that I follow and work with because it's so important to someone has been through what you have already been through. And the time to have the map is before you enter the woods, not mm. after. <laughs> have the map, lay it out. And someone has already been through that journey. So just follow, find those people. And this is like the naturopathic and the counselor. That's what I, I try to bring together for people so they can understand and you know just be a better version of themselves and make healthy, tiny humans. That's beautiful mission. And I'm so pleased to have gotten to know you a little bit better today and to know your story. And I'm sure my community is very thrilled about that. So let's tell them how they can connect with you. Mm -hmm. So maximize your fertility is the name of your program. And how long is that program? That's a six month program. And the way that I, so not everybody can join, if you will. Um, The process is to start with an initial consultation with me, which is after that, I'm going to be able, this is when we sit down and we discover what are the blind spots, what's going on with your physical health, who are you as a person, what's your mental and emotional struggles. And then from there, I do, I'm a very hands on practitioner. So I don't actually take a lot of people on because I take people through. 
I, I take them through very thoroughly and I want to make sure that they don't miss uh, anything. So we start with an initial consultation that's 75 minutes with me. Uh, we get your detailed history, discover any blind spots, and then I can make recommendations from there. And usually we need to do some lab work. We need to, you know, do a little bit more research before I can customize a treatment plan. And then we can, uh, and then we start the, the maximize your fertility program, if you will. So the program is, there's some generic videos, if you will, but there's a lot of coaching that I do as well, one-on-one -on -one, to make sure that you are being guided the way, you know, that's one of the things it's like, it's good to do group stuff, but at the end of the day, it's nice to just hash it out and be like, this is what I'm struggling with. And this is what's going on for me. And I, that's, that's the thing that really lights me on fire, like making those shifts for people and helping them uh, change perspective so they can, you know, create the, the brighter future for themselves that they have been working so hard on doing, but haven't had the right pieces. And so, the reason I'm so thorough is because I don't want you to miss any pieces. Because if you do miss pieces, it's not going to work. And now you're like, well, naturopathic medicine didn't work. It's like, no, we just missed something. Let's figure this out. Let's go back. So I spend a lot of time in the discovery phase, if you will, make sure that I'm thorough. I know exactly what's going on. And then we, and then we off to the races. And they can find you at Dr. Jane Levesque, which we'll have a link down here. And yep. Um, we're going to replay your webinar that you did the other day so that everybody can watch that. That's a complimentary webinar, correct? Yep. yep that's it. And, and then, um, is there some kind of code or something that they can use for yeah, the that's it. So if you decide, and this is, if you want to, if you want to work with me and this, uh, this is resonating with you, basically when you book your fertility initial consultation, you can use the discount code fertility 100 and you're going to get a hundred dollars off that first hour. So instead of 297 for the 75 minutes, it's 197. And so that's, you know, my gift to your community. Um, Cause like I said, I'm on a mission. We need to spread the word and I want to work with you know, people who are ready to, to do this, who are ready to do it on this level, as opposed to like, well, what supplement do I take to, to, to get pregnant? <laughs> and, and what we're so keen about here at the beats and I, and I, you know, we deal with infertility as well. And what I know is that not everybody resonates with us. Right. And that's one of the reasons I wanted Dr. Jane on because Maybe you don't even have never met us, but you really resonate today with Jane. Then we know that we might not do it exactly the same ways, but we're going to come from the same philosophy that this is about your health. And we are so excited when our community grows in regards to practitioners, because there's not a lot of practitioners, although you're really close to one of my good friends. She just hooked up with Dr. Melina Roberts. Everybody knows. I think Melina's done three podcasts with me. Awesome. Yeah, yes, I know she does her own as well, which is why I was like, I, yeah, Melina was great. She's amazing. And so, you know, but it's always nice to extend our community out and yes. be able to let people know that there are other great practitioners out there all over the world that are here to help them and listen to them and get yeah. to the root causes and help them achieve whatever their health goals are in this case, fertility. So yeah, that's it. Now, the there's more than one way, right? There's more than one way to for skip the cat. And I actually, you know, at the beginning of the story, I said, one of the naturopaths that changed my life, I went through a couple. And I think that's a normal process. You interview the person that's going to help you and someone's going to resonate and it's going to feel like, wow, this person knows. And 
what I always say to my community, it's like, if I'm that person, take the action. If I'm not, that's okay. Keep looking, keep searching, but don't be afraid to take action, right? We're so afraid to say, oh no, like, I'm not sure. Maybe it's not the right time. Maybe it's not this. There's never going to be a right time. So if something in your heart went, this is good, do it. Cause then it's gone. And then you're like, oh, I didn't find it. I missed out. <laughs> exactly. And so that might lead to my last question for you. Yes. So if you had a microphone and could talk to all 7.6 billion people right now, and they all had to listen, because eventually <laughs> that's what this podcast will reach. I'm, that's my mission. Yes. Um, what is the secret? You know, you're, you're an amazing mom, incredible doctor, a brilliant friend and colleague, great wife, no doubt. You're beautiful inside and out. You're healthy. You're strong mentally, emotionally, physically. What's the secret that you want to give everybody that has allowed you to accomplish being your version of who you are? Well, first of all, thank you for saying all that. My husband always jokes that I'm not a good wife. <laughs> he has to do all the cooking, <laughs> but it's, it's and so you're work. brilliant too, because you figure out how to get the guy to do all the cooking. Sorry. I <laughs> know that's it. Yes, the cooking. I do the laundry. It's, it's do the work. You have to do the work. There's nothing easy. Like it's just the perception that, that there is a quick way. And somebody says, oh, look at the success that they have. Look at what they have done to that point. And there was a lot of work. There was a lot of downs. There's some ups and there's a lot of downs. And I experienced that through life with my business, with my kids, with you know your marriage, friendships, whatever. It's you have to put in the work. When people say, oh, it looks so easy. I did this for this long and that's why it's easy now, right? So do the work and do less better. <laughs> that's a crosswind motto, but Honestly, it's like we try to spread ourselves so thin and doing all these, just do less, better. Figure out the thing that you're good at and dive in, focus in, have that clarity because it's really hard to do well at just this one thing as opposed to now I want to be this and I want to be this and I want to be this. And so that, you know, comes back to my being a sort of vulnerability. Say no and ask for help because you can't do it alone, but do less, better. Awesome. Well, that is brilliant wisdom that I'm not shocked that we got from you. And I appreciate that so much. And, you know, truly from our heart to yours, you know, I always say this at the end of my podcast, but if we love reading your comments, so please go ahead and fill out your comments if you have any, and if this resonates, send it out to friends and family that might also find this very helpful and useful information. This was a very different approach to fertility that I can imagine most people were not expecting when they saw the tagline or the title rather is, oh, we're going to help you with your fertility issues because that's just it. It, you know, and I love what you said about do the work. I, I would use, I'm not a huge fan of the word work, but that's a whole nother series. Yes. You know, I, I like do the make to go through the process, right? And yes. whether it's your fifth natural path or bioregulatory practitioner or your first, the work you did prior to getting there, the process you went through prior to getting there, somebody's going to make it look really easy and like, oh, they were the reason that I did it. But it's never one thing that causes one thing. It's always multi-causational. And I would postulate that all those natural paths that you saw helped you along the path yes. 
until the one finally had your tipping point of you going, oh, aha, there's an emotional component to this. Okay. And I wouldn't be able to receive that information, right? I wouldn't be able to receive, I wouldn't get it if I didn't go through all the other stuff beforehand. So I always, and you know, like before the HEA program that we're part of, I was part of a couple other ones and I'm like, ah, I wasted money. And then I was like, no, I didn't because it allowed me to find this and to value this program and to value this mentorship. So it's never a waste of money to invest into yourself, even if it's something not that you expected it to be. It's, there's still growth. There's still growth that happens and growth is the most important you know, aspect of, of being alive, I think. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you all for listening and spending your time with us. We really do appreciate it. And truly from our heart to yours, we will see you next time on The Beats. Thanks, Kelly. Hello, and thank you so much for joining us and spending your time here with us at The Beats with your host, Kelly Kennedy. And I know today more than ever before, you now know better how your body works. And at the very least, we hope we've helped you raise some questions and help you continue to investigate. We are here to help you naturally optimize a better version and vision of yourself on every single level. And after today, you can better engage your innate intelligence and allow for proper regulation and proper regeneration. Make sure to subscribe to Never Miss a Beat Again. We hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. And just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for medical advice or professional advice and care by your doctor or other qualified medical professionals. This podcast is created with the intention to provide information and education. This podcast is created with the understanding that does not constitute professional advice or medical services. If you are looking for help in your journey and seek a qualified medical practitioner, or if you're looking for a biological, not meds practitioner, we can help you. Someone who's trained and a licensed health coach and someone that can help you make changes, especially when it comes to your health. That's what not meds mission is about. I hope you have enjoyed listening again to this podcast. It's one of my favorite things to do. And if you do, please feel free to share it with your friends, your colleagues, uh, for the tips of living the biological foundational life and living in the flow. And if you have been listening and love the show, please do leave comments. We love reading your comments. We really do. And you can subscribe to us wherever you hear your podcast. Thank you so much from our heart to yours. Mm-hmm.